Welcome back to the Nightcap, episode 10 here, brought to you by Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio. Jack Murphy alongside me, Sam Cerrone. Sammy, how we doing, man? Doing good. We got a new uh, top 25 ranking. Uh, we want to dive into that a little bit and then talk about some NFL news. Yeah, but we got to start off with a little congratulations in order, even though that's a little evil. Congratulations, Houston Astros, yeah. your 2022 Major League Baseball champions. Got to give kudos where kudos you know do. They won. You predicted them. I predicted the Phillies to win, and they just run it, ran out of steam. No, and it was a good series too. The the Philly, I after Game th- uh, Four when the Astros got back because the Phillies' entire run was the bats. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Game Four, and the bats just went entirely cold through Game Five, Four through Six, and I was like, this is a, uh, um. This is uh, Boston last year. My Red Sox, when they got, they were all bats. That's why they got to where they were, just like the Phillies. And then once they got up 2-1 on the Astros and they had two more games to go and they were both at home, everyone in Fen- in Boston was like, this is over, this is over. Pretty similar to the vibe I got on Twitter from uh, the Phillies fans and the Astros, man. They uh, they avenged that cheating. Now they, they have a ring. They've yeah, been I mean, to three that, World Series. Does that cheating like, even you know, matter anymore? I would say no. That's fair. I mean, I did see something that, kind of side note, the Phillies lost, and I think it was Schwarberg, Harper, and one other player. They didn't even shower. They just, you know, drank some some beer in the locker room after the loss, kind of just talking about how the season went. So it kind of shows how, like, close-knit that team was. No, yeah, that lineup was – it's also just got some good dudes. You know, you got to love the energy of those dudes. And, um, no, I, I – uh, as I say that, I just got to give credit to – because the Astros, dude, they're – you know, the MVP of that 2017 World Series was George Springer. He's been gone for a couple years now. Correa. Correa leaves this year. They replace him with Jeremy Pena, who's a borderline all-star, and wins the ALCS and World Series MVP. I mean, he was just nails, both offense yeah. and defense, and they just, they're wagon, man. They're I mean, wagon. As a Yankee fan, it's not my honor, but I guess it's my duty. Congratulations to the Houston Astros for the World Series champion. It's a tough, it's tough to admit that, but yeah. You got to do what you got to do, man. You know you, uh, you know your team had its opportunities. Maybe they got a little screwed in 2019 or 2017, but they had them this year and they didn't even get one game. Yeah, I mean, they were talk about cold bats. They were cold, colder than cold. Who knows? Got, Judge is probably gone. Maybe they can, you know, make a move for Trey Turner or you know Dansby Swanson. I think that'd be a good move as well. Let's just hope that the MLB as they will ride some good uh, rule changes into a really good season yeah. next year, um, that that will inspire people to spend some money because the hot stove used to be really cool when we were kids, and uh, now it has died because the owners are really cheap. But maybe Aaron Judge and all those shortstops and Jacob deGrom will, will change that. But what matters? Football. Football. <laughs> <laughs> football, another great week college football, man. Ohio State, Michigan, playing in some uh, – kind of lackluster games but the real heat tennessee georgia even though that wasn't as fun as it could have been still really cool yeah. to see those teams play each other notre dame picking a huge upset up lsu with a massive upset and um i mean there was just some other good games like texas state keeping alive on a good win against uh kansas state just kansas weekend for you it. know bowl bound yeah good for kansas they're bowl bound um we'll give you the let's give the rankings um We'll start well just the top ten as we had some movements. Georgia goes up to one from three. Ohio State stays two. Michigan goes up to three. TCU four. Finally in the top four as they stay at nine and zero. Tennessee with their one loss, they go down to five. Which 
I think I expected, but I do find that interesting. I think I like the top four. I think I would switch Oregon and Tennessee. I think I would put Oregon at five, Tennessee at uh, six, just because they got blown out, just because they got the doors blown off them. Who Oregon? No, or- Tennessee. Uh, by Georgia, yeah, but not as bad as Oregon. That's why. That's why Oregon's ahead of or below Tennessee because of that week I one mean, game. Yeah. That was week one. This is you know deep into the season. They're they're these teams are now firing on all cylinders. No, I know. I just uh, I mean that Oregon the, team week one compared to now is totally different. But you had uh, I just playing the devil's advocate for you because that game was what forty nine to like ten or something. Three years. I don't even know if they scored an offensive touchdown. Um, Tennessee. I mean, they kept it in it. Tennessee's defense. I thought it was a big weakness. I'm like, they, they let uh, Georgia go up to, tw- what was it, 27? Uh, didn't they get 27 pretty quickly? And then they just, they didn't score for uh, at least 25 minutes of game clock. I mean, they didn't really score in the fourth quarter. And, uh, so I, I just, uh, I think I think you got to say Tennessee's better because they, uh, even though, I, do you think Oregon would, would uh, with all they've been through, do you think if Oregon and Georgia played right now, Oregon would be closer than 27-13, which is 14 points? Um, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to say. It's tough. It's obviously tough to say, but Bo Nix is playing. What would like you put a line at? Oregon at Georgia. What would the? How much would Georgia be favored by? It's got to be like twenty three points, twenty three and a half points. You'd say twenty, and then what was? I'm, I'm finding this really quick. You quick. It was it. It was Georgia ten was the final line. Uh, Tennessee at Georgia. I think. I think. I like. I'd say like eighteen. It'd have to beat at least two scores yeah. after. I mean, we have hindsight of both these teams playing Georgia and getting beat pretty handily. No, I because I, I like what you're like. Obviously, Oregon's come a long way. Bo Nix is, uh, Bo Nix has played better than yeah. you know he ever did at Auburn, and anything that you would let him, you were led to believe as a as a fan after watching that first game. It's like, oh wow, Bo Nix found a way to get worse. I know it's <laughs> he's played Georgia before. He's seen teams like that. But no, it was their first game. They've obviously built. A I mean, lot, he still had he still had some you know Auburn DNA DNA in him. You know, Auburn Bo Nix would play the best college football you ever seen against Alabama, and then the next week he would be you know terrible against Vanderbilt. Then that's true. I just think I think I have the uh, respect for Hooker because I just think he's a NFL first round pick. Yeah, definitely. But they're five. Oregon six. LSU jumps past USC to get to seven after that win. What did you think of that? I mean, I I think it had to happen. They beat, you know, Alabama. Uh, USC struggled against what was it? Cal kind of came down to like the last couple possessions in that yeah, game. Yeah, Cal got back into it a little bit. Um, I mean, LSU they they beat the number six ranked team. You know, they beat Ole Miss a few weeks ago. They're rolling. I think you know their two losses was against one was against Tennessee, one was against Florida State week one, which is you know a very fluky win. Um, so I I, I do think they should be you know above USC at this point in the season. So USC eight. Bama goes to nine, Clemson ten. I know I said I'd give you the. We'll go down to fifteen because that's where the one losses are that matter. Eleven, number eleven's Ole Miss at eight and one, so they still got a chance. Number twelve UCLA at eight and one. Thirteen Utah at seven and two. Fourteen is Penn State at seven and two. North Carolina eight and one is the fifteenth team because you still have some one losses down there. I mean the ACC gets really interesting now. I mean the the committee just basically saying we don't even we don't even care. We don't. If it was Clemson or uh, it, it's either Clemson or nobody, uh, North Carolina has got a real chance to be a twelve and one conference winner. And psh, what's the highest ranking they're gonna get? Maybe seven or eight? Like they even gonna sniff the top five? I mean, that's I mean, the ACC is just like you know it's been for years it's been it's been pretty hot top heavy with just having Clemson, but now you have these these sneaky teams that are slowly getting in there. So 
Clemson, they should be a little worried being, you know, being the top of that conference. I think they they might they might topple soon with, you know, North Carolina and NC State slowly, you know, becoming these better programs. No, uh, I think uh, I listened to Joel Klatt talk about it. Clemson is Clemson, you got to stop, um, you know, worrying about Clemson because think about Bama. You know, people acting like Bama's done. Look at what it take took to knock off Bama. Now Bama has two losses, but Tennessee's win against Bama came on a field goal right after Bama missed a field goal, and they need a nice little penalty to get that their field goal, and then LSU. With the nails call, yeah. Also inspired me of those memes, like the Walter White in the car at the beginning of the season. He's like, "Go for two, Brian <laughs> Kelly. They're gonna block the PAT and all that stuff." It's come full circle. They they lose their first game of the season to uh, to a Florida State team that doesn't have much hype on a blocked PAT. Everyone yeah. goes crazy, and now week eleven we get a great uh, upset win over Bama with the gutsy two point call in overtime. But in overtime, like I mean, Bryce Young. Uh, may not have had five touchdowns, but he was moving. He made big plays. He kept them in that game. He set them up for touchdowns. It just versus Clemson, man. Like, I mean, Clemson just got blown out by a Notre Dame team yeah. that ever since Notre Dame's lost to Marshall, it's been you know we're Ohio State fans. We're hearing it. It's like oh, that win doesn't matter. Notre Dame's good. They just I mean they're ranked twenty in the nation right now. Yeah, they got stuck. You know the these coaches, man. They're all like we've talked about it. Brian Kelly got way too focused in on the the stuff that wasn't coaching, and then he loses that game. He gets humbled and he puts his nail on the grindstone. And he starts coaching. Same thing happened with Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. We're seeing the opposite happen to Jimbo at A and M. He's just way too focused on these beefs with with Nick Saban, Nick Saban and these people. Yeah, these people calling out how much money he spent. His his hand his head's not focused on ball. I mean, side note: the LSU game against Alabama registered on the earthquake so i think are we are people overdoing that i think they're overdoing it a little bit every time there's a big game yeah they're saying it's on the richter scale it just broke dude like come on like all right we get it it's a big game but like i don't need to see every every time it happens i it, it was it's cool when you know it happens every once in a while but this has been like a month straight of every game no it's, it's uh some of the things online i mean it's just like this crazy sports stat are you even supposed to believe it but no it's just uh Clemson is just not the same team. They're not. They're not. They're not as dominant, and it doesn't take like they're in all these close games. They don't have you know. They don't have those vintage players like those those hardcore like offensive studs. Like they don't have an ETN. They don't have a yeah. A everyone's T. Higgins. focused on the quarterbacks. They don't have T Higgins or ET exactly. They don't have uh, Mike Williams anymore. They yeah. just don't. Like they need to. I don't know what happened. Who's their running back is fine. What's his name? Swirly or something. He's a fine. Uh, Will Shipley. He's pretty Shipley. good. He's a he's a he's a fine player, but it's he's not like a, a NFL talent like Etn was. And and their their O line is not as good as it used to be. Um, it wasn't like they were sending guys to the NFL yeah. like Georgia and Bama, but um, those guys were going to war with those dudes because they are just tough. They are just tough sobs. You know, like they got after it in the trenches. None of those guys. Uh, the, remember the linebackers, um, Ben Bullware. That's another one. Guys, guys all over the field, and he's never gonna sniff Sundays. But it's just it's these guys they found. Just they may not be yeah. NFL I mean, players, who was, but they competed. Who's that guy that cracked Justin Fields in the? Oh, uh, Skowski. Yeah, like another, he, yeah. he just you know just wants to play football and just he doesn't care what is no. what's gonna happen the rest of his life. He just wants to hit hard and get out there. Yeah, and no, it, it was uh, they were inspired team at da- at the peak. Um, but I mean, uh, it, qu- it kind of brings us a question: like, how good of a coach is Dabo truly? 
Well, I think he's I, I think he is a good coach. I mean, he's had the he had the most dominant run of college football besides Bama the last twenty years. They were from Watson's, you know, uh from twenty fifteen, Watson's, you know, second to last year. Um, up until Bam, uh Trevor Lawrence's last year going to the um semifinal. I mean, they've been uh they've been tough to beat. You know, they they have like ten losses in that span over like, you know, seven seasons. It's it's just they were that good. It's just they're not getting the same bodies anymore. You know, they're not they're not recruiting the same. And it's just it's tough for them. It's the end versus I don't think Bama, I think Bama will be back next year. Bama just they haven't played Alabama football. I thought their big reason this year that defense would be so good and they had so many bodies coming back Another in thing, Anderson and all those guys in uh besides the secondary and they've just struggled. We talked about how, you know, Clemson doesn't have these these ballers that they used to have in Alabama doesn't have these kind of these ballers that they're used to having. They don't have you know that stacked receiving room against um, LSU. Their running back was the leading you know catcher for that yeah. in that whole game. So they don't no, have that's a good point. They don't have you know like the you know Judy Rugs. They've gotten Devante. a little used to that on the offense. Yeah. Like they that was they kind of evolved to that, and now they're a little too used to it. I, I think like I thought it was kind of something that I would uh, like. We knew that it wouldn't be as strong. I don't know. I just keep going back to that defense. They they brought they they didn't have as many bodies coming back because they they're always replacing. The fact that they got a Jordan Battle, um, then the guy not it's either Kool Aid or um, Tuaiato. Both guys could have gone to the NFL, come back. Like you win or lose, no one stays there. They go to the NFL, and Saban's like, "That's fine. I got your replacement." And they got guys come back this year, and it's just been. Way too many mistakes for a team that was there last year. Yeah. But it doesn't really seem like we have that many uh, uh, barn burning games as last week. It's um, kind of just preparing for um, the next two weeks, rivalry week. So moving on to the – oh, besides, I did forget, there was one. TCU at Texas. This is TCU's kind of – I mean, in, in every conference, I think you – besides like the SEC and uh, – Big Ten, you you can just kind of assume once these teams get these big wins, but this is TCU's kind of last test, um, before this Big Ten championship. So if they want to stand defeated, they're gonna need that win. I mean, a lot of teams are a lot of t- people are saying like they're kind of a fake team. They don't really have what it takes. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the connotation around these Big Twelve teams that they're always you know they're fake. They just beat up on each other. You kind of harp on that point a lot, but like this is a real this is probably the the season for them against Texas. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is the one. You lock this one down. You got two more games at Baylor, and then uh, rivalry week playing Iowa State, and then you're done. But some big news: uh, the NFL. We had some nice games this past week. Where before we get to the big news of the week with your Colts, we have to talk about um, the Packers, and then Tampa Bay and in, in the Rams, man, and in, in quite the mid off where I'm really happy about my boys in Tampa Bay getting that win. Um, but like, it's not like it gave me faith about Tampa really uh, locking down this seasonal turnaround. The Rams threw that game away. It's, it's a it bunch just, of nonsense. This is what's going to happen. I'll tell you, as a, Holly, a Hollywood you know, screenwriter, they, they don't want to write any more perfect than this. They're going to struggle. The Buccaneers are going to struggle the whole year. They're going to get into the playoffs as like what eleven and six or eight and nine at that yeah, point. Something that like that, and then they're going to they're going to make a miraculous run to the Super Bowl. That's what's going to happen with the Buccaneers. Or or they 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 get to the playoffs at eight and nine, and they lose in the first round as like you would expect, and then 
Tom Brady goes to San Francisco. Maybe. I mean, that can be a... Like, now that he's divorced, man, he's got another year. He does. He's addicted to he's addicted to playing football. He's addicted to strapping the, the chin strap up. I just feel like uh, now that he's he's a lock to to change it up now, you know, like he's an, he's a free agent at the end of the year. That was his whole thing is he was trying to go to Miami, become part owner, yeah. and then like they get he's gonna be an owner player like like Michael Jordan. Oh. He was the GM player for the Wizards. Yeah, he was li- literally literally that. And now uh, this season has just been so so uh, interesting to watch. And then just the Rams, man, like. You know, once these guys are done, like, you know, McVay is going to be retired at, like, not even 40, and he's going to be doing TV, and then he's going to wait a couple years, and then, you know, Arch Manning is going to be really good, and he'll, Arch Manning's coach will flame out, and McVay will go become his coach or something. I mean, Bradford, or not Bradford, Stafford clearly just isn't the same. Like, his, something's wrong with his, you know, his elbow. I mean, that's kind of been an issue the whole year. They don't know how to throw the ball to anyone else besides Cooper Cup, and Running the ball is just not in their forte this year. Like they, they they're so one dimensional. They they don't like. Do they have one like solid? I mean, they even drafted a lineman yeah. in the top like a hundred picks in like five years. You know that that's that's how you build a team. You, and uh, just all those all those draft like at least they got the one, but they really they they have no reason to not be competing this year as well. Yeah, I mean, makes that division. That division's being led by a Geno Smith, you know, Seahawks team. I mean, hats off to Geno Smith, playing amazing. But there's no shot he should be no, at the top he, of that division. No, you're you're not wrong. Like that that Seahawks team is quite the story because they're just they're playing for Pete Carroll. They've all they've all like rallied around him yeah. after this Russell Pete divorce, and it's just slander Russell Wilson I mean, and hey, they're winning. Pete Carroll's winning the divorce right now. No, he is. He is. I'm not. It just. It's been funny. It's been funny to watch because Russell Wilson like has just been. Everything has crumbled since he left. Like, he's just a, become a meme. He's he, just become a comedy special. And then Sherman and I mean he's the ultimate meme with the the, the let Russ cook and then like the subway and just like everything is just too good, and uh, and then you have uh Sherman and Marshawn Lynch who are like. Yeah, if I wanted to get a hold of Russell Wilson, I had to call his freaking publicist before, yeah. and then I gotta, and then I gotta call this guy, and then I call this guy, then I get Russell on the phone. It's like what? Like this guy, this guy's pretty Hollywood for a, you know, never won an MVP type player. I mean, he's a very marketable player, very you know, like friendly, outgoing guy, but he's just he's so cliche. I mean, the fact that he was the interview when he's like, I'm running high knees. Up and down the aisle when they're flying to London, I mean. Ugh. And then he got roasted by Justin Tucker. Yeah. Um, I don't, it was a, like there are a lot of solid games this weekend. Vegas with another seventeen point uh, blown loss this time to Jacksonville. Um, Jets with the upset over Buffalo. Just dude, Josh Allen. Like they are way too Josh Allen reliant. Yeah. He makes a lot of dumb mistakes, and then they. I mean, dude. It's been like what four or five years now under McDermott. Have they ever been able to run the ball? I mean, come you know the winter time when the playoffs come, you had you have to be able to run the ball. That's you know such an important aspect of playoff football. And you've seen Naheem Hines. Can Naheem Hines answer that? Like no. he's, he could be really good getting he's the ball in the backfield. But he's, can he he's run a the ball? receiving back. He's not a he's not an in between the tackles type guy. That's why you know I was so heartbroken when they traded him because he was him and J, you know JT were a perfect combination because. You know, JT is in between the tackles, and he goes out for a play. Naheem comes in. You throw a little dump off to him. Yeah, now you got this Josh Allen injury, which is just, 
I don't know. We'll see on them. It, they're they're still very, but every they were a slam dunk Super Bowl pick to a lot of people, and it's just that's uh not something you can say with confidence. And then we got Green Bay, man. Aaron Rodgers, three interceptions. It's like when's the last time he's done that, if ever? Um, just in his head, man. He looks just. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they saw something about how uh, people are are in the Packers organization don't like how he's just throwing all these guys under the bus. He's the one who didn't show up to OTAs. You know, like it's there's a lot of finger pointing uh, going on there, and they just re up with this guy for fifty million dollars for like three years. I mean, when, when they literally have his replacement on the team, like, dude, what are they doing? When in his career has he ever been known as a leader? When has he been, you know, not known to call people out? Like, this is definitely in his forte. It's just since they're not winning, it's kind of, you know, shown more to the forefront right now. If they're winning, you know, you wouldn't hear about this. But since they're losing, the ugly side of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers is being shown. Yeah, no, it just – they did – the way they're losing is just – it's so avoidable. I mean, that Lions – they just the amount of mental mistakes in that game. The Lions are just not good, and they just gave them that game. But we'll see. They're giving that away I mean, to a Vikings team that I don't know. Are the Vikings that good? Like, they're solid. But. I think what is it? Most of their games have been won by one touchdown or less. Yeah. But our last thing here. This is this would be wild world of sports right here. Yeah. So you're Indianapolis Colts. Fire Frank Reich. Who? Which okay. Are you ready I, for that? Were you ready? I was I was calling for him to be fired. This team is in desperate need of a revamp. But they never got him the quarterback. I just think that he's going to go to another team that has a quarterback and ball out. They looked like I mean you can't it's tough to recover from the Andrew Luck stuff, but it's just yeah. when he had Andrew Luck, when he had a real quarterback, you guys looked good. I mean, obviously, yeah. Andrew Luck's a generational talent. We lost to what the Chiefs in the second round. I think we lost that game because Vettiteri missed, like, three field goals. Well, I, I mean, it, I remember that game. It was, you know, not the best weather. It was tough to move the ball consistently, and the Chiefs got touchdowns and you didn't. But you, 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 uh, your, uh, your playbook in that inspired the Patriots' playbook, and then everyone's been trying to copy what they did to beat the Chiefs in that 2018, and we took that from you guys. Fun fact. The way you guys were, I didn't know that. The way you guys highlighted Tyree Kill safeties, like Bill mentioned it, like in an interview after, and and that's the thing is I've always read like, but then you guys also beat them a couple weeks uh, or uh, the next season, just like running the ball or two seasons later. And know, we beat them this year. Yeah, you guys have the, uh, you guys know how to stop them, and the Patriots literally stole it from them. So the issue, I mean, but now you Frank Reich just very vanilla play calling, you know, our bread and butter last year running the ball not working. Our line looks like. Swiss cheese. I mean, Chris Ballard, who is allergic to spending money for free agents, he's I like, know. and he he's just like, goes off the moniker that he's awesome. He's like, you guys, you know, you've been yelling at me all off season to draft, you know, wide receivers, and I neglected our offensive line. Now look what's happening. Like, no, you're you're a GM. You should be able to address both both problems and not, you know, have the the fans get in your in your way. I mean, I don't know what's happening. I mean, I think this is it's it's time for a rebuild. That's why Wright got fired. I'm not I'm not shocked, but I didn't. What shocked me is they didn't hire anyone in house. They got Jeff Saturday, who is which is just so random, an NFL consultant <laughs> who coached high school, and I think he was what three and seven if from that yep, three and seven that and... post you sent me earlier. I mean, this is this is my mindset. I was on some Reddit posts, and they kind of agree with them. They win some games, it's a win, you know. That doesn't go down as a failure. They lose games. It's a win. 
they draft CJ Stroud or like Bryce Young, top top five pick. Yeah, you get the quarterback. You so finally like, there, get this is, it. it's like a catch twenty two. There's no really like true, you know, no outcome to this, but it's just a head scratcher. It just made, and then you know, Jim Irsay, that press conference Jim Irsay was insane. Going to the press conference saying, you know, we're the upper quartile, the upper quartile. And then saying, uh, like, I don't know what goes into a sausage. I don't know how to make a sausage, but I know how to make a football team. I think he's just been lucky to have Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck be his quarterbacks this whole century. Yeah, and, I mean, it, he has a bit of a publicly known drug problem. Yeah. Like, and he's going on about, he's like, you know, we were we're the fourth highest. Uh, we have the fourth highest winning percentage since 2000, man. You know, like, hang up that banner. Hang up that banner. The upper quartile, the upper quartile. I don't know that that press. I I like because it's not that. Uh, it just this is wild world of sports, man. Yeah. That that press conference we'll, is like we'll, we'll must watch this television. Segment as a wild world of sports, I, I guess we can do that. But no, it just, that's what that would have been. You know, like th- that press conference is uh is awesome. I working for the Blue Jackets like uh after before they went to this uh global series, Elvis Merzlinkis is post game press conference. I'm listening to it because I clipped the audio for them. You know, they talked to Johnny Goudreau, they talked to Boone or whoever it was, and you know they're they're all mad. They just lost like four nothing to the Bruins, or whatever. And and then then the goaltender gets up there and he goes on this four minute rant about like, uh, like oh, I stink, but also like the team stinks. And he just was going back and forth on everything. And you're just like, oh my god, like what did we just listen to? And like that was that press conference. You were just like, what? Like these guys are running the team? Like, like yeah, I mean it's just a head scratcher. It, it's. The Colts are, you know, put a pin in them. They're done. They're not. They're. It's gonna be a rough couple of years for Colts fans. So just brace yourself. Yeah. Well, that was too good to not talk about. But that's our football talk. That's our sport talk. We're gonna uh, take a quick little break here and then move on to our interview with Ohio State women's basketball's own J.C. Sheldon. Right, out of the break here, very excited to have one of our first guests before this winter season comes on, J.C. Sheldon. Thank you for joining the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, so having you on here before uh, the season starts, we wanted to talk to you about a lot of things. But first, we had to ask about last season heading into this season. Um, you know, you guys came in uh, ranked in the top 20, but you guys had an awesome season where you win the Big Ten uh, almost uh, got to the Elite Eight in like, a really great game against Texas. Um, just kind of talking to us about the, the highs of last season, like how crazy it was winning the Big Ten, just whatever. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. We had a really a really tight-knit group for sure. Um, you know, we obviously had chemistry on the court, but we were just as close off the court, so it made it really fun. Um, you know, winning that the Big Ten Conference, that was a goal of ours, um, so that was awesome to have achieved that. Um, and then, you know, the tournament, that was our, a lot of our first times getting there, and and it was, it was pretty cool. We had a lot of fun. Um, we fell uh, just short against Texas, but I think our goal this year is kind of just to build off that momentum we had going at the end of the season and, you know, carry that forward in this season because we have all the same people back and a lot of young talent too that's going to help us. So just kind of starting off on that same foot and then, um, you know, carrying those same goals with us this year. So taking that, you know, that success from last year, how that, how was that like at media day for, for this year, mm-hmm. media day? Was that was all, you know, a crazy event for you guys? Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, it was in uh, Minneapolis this year, so that was an adjustment. But it was it was really nice. They did a great job setting it up and everything. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of questions definitely about you know last year and our success and and um, you know this year we're just trying to focus on you know obviously this year's success. You know, starting with Tennessee. Um, you know, that's kind of all we're focusing on right now is that first game. 
um, obviously we have goals, but you know, to get there, we got to take it game by game. So um, Tennessee's on our eye right now. And then we'll go from there and take game by game, but we're excited. We have a, a good group, so it should be fun. And uh, you talked that obviously you have some returners, but um, is there, what, what are the differences from um, last year's team to this year's team? How is this year's team going to be uh, even better than last year's team? And uh, is there anyone who um, you see that's going to take like a step up? Yeah, I think, um, like I said, we have a lot of people back. We have Madison Green back this year, um, which will be huge for us. She, she helps us win games. Um, we have a lot of young people. Um, one is uh, Cody, who is going to help us a lot. Um, she was here last year, but uh, couldn't play. So this year as a freshman, she's gonna, she's got a lot of talent, a lot of strength, um, a lot of speed. So she's going to help us. She definitely compliments the way we play. Um, and then, yeah, we have a couple of transfers. Um, Ebony is coming in. She's going to play the five for us. Um, so she's going to add a lot to our team as well. Emma Shoemate um, from West Virginia transferred here. Um, she can uh, shoot the crap out of the ball. So we're excited to have her. She also compliments the way we all play. So we just have a lot of people, I think, that are going to contribute to what we do and, and make it better, make our backcourt even better than it was last year. So, you know, entering your, your senior year, um, you're kind of, you know, entering that leadership role. How are you kind of embracing that and, you know, taking some of the younger players under your wing? Yeah, um, I actually really enjoy it. I think I think I get the respect uh, because of my work ethic to start, but I think I've been here, uh, you know, longer than everybody else now, which is weird, but I think just kind of guiding them through, you know, what I experienced, letting them know, like, you know, I've been through it. I can, I can help them with whatever they need. It's been fun. Um, so even on the court, off the court, on the court, you know, just showing them what we do offensively, defensively, they're adapting really well. Um, they're great listeners. I think they're, they're really open to learning. They want to learn. So they've been awesome. They've made my job easy and um, we're excited to, you know, kind of show everybody what we got. So would you consider yourself like a, a very vocal leader or kind of like quietly, you know, you approach players when they need it? <laughs> um, I would say I am a pretty vocal leader. I think I, I like holding people accountable, um, you know, whether that's telling them when they did something wrong or telling them when they did something really well, um, which I think, which is what this team needs. So I think I am a lot more vocal this year. I think um, a couple of us have to be a bit more vocal. We lost Braxton from last year, who was a very vocal leader. So I think, um, you know, watching her throughout my years here, she definitely helped me with with that aspect of, of leadership. So I've enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I like holding people accountable, making people better and and pushing people to be the best best they can be. Oh, awesome. And a uh, little bit of a shift here, um, but we want to ask about, we ask everyone about their game day routines. Um, <laughs> what does it take for you to get ready for a game? And uh, do you have any like superstitions? Is there something you have to do? Or is everyone <laughs> like kind of a, does it change for each game? I'm not super... Um, superstitious but I, I'll try to walk you through my routine we usually have um shoot around in the morning um usually have class then we have shoot around and then I like to get my um normal shooting routine in at some point before our game so whether that's before shoot around or after shoot around um, I have a manager Gabby rebounds for me um so I do that for about an hour and a half we have team meal and then we a lot of us just stay here until game time so we're here for about two two and a half hours um, some people sleep. I can't sleep before games. Um, I usually, honestly, I'll watch my show. I'll do some homework and then I'll shoot again. <laughs> I always have to be doing something. I can't just sit around and wait. So I don't have any, I don't have a specific thing I do before every game, but if I would say it's definitely getting that shooting workout in before we start. What's the, what's your show that you watch for, uh, on game days to get you into right <laughs> right now it's blacklist, but I'm almost done with it. So I'm going to find a new one. <laughs> 
So like, like I said, you're entering your uh, your junior or your senior season. Um, what's like your your best memory at Ohio State so far? Yeah, I think um have a lot of them, but our group last year was probably the the closest group I've ever been or team I've ever been on. So I think you know making making that Sweet Sixteen run was definitely um, the best memory. I think that LSU game was probably uh, the coolest game I think a lot of us have played in. Just that atmosphere. Um, you know, obviously that gym's amazing and, and there were a ton of people there. So that was really cool. And then being able to, you know, beat them the way we did um, is probably something I'll never forget. And then uh, um, we, our Iowa game from last year was also uh, pretty awesome. I think came down to the end and that they had a sold out, sold out arena. So that was awesome. And those are probably my two favorite games from last year. Uh, you guys deserve it. You keep keep uh, keep winning. And here you are uh, with Tennessee to start the season. Just where's the team at heading into such a big game and you play college basketball to play games like this, but um, you know, top five team coming into your house. I mean, you can't, can't write it any better. Where's the team at heading into that game? Yeah, we're excited. Um, we're still preparing and we're going to continue to prepare before that game. But um, you know, Tennessee's a great team um, and we, we are too. So we're excited. They play fast, just like us. So it's definitely going to be a fast paced game. They have a lot of length. Um, they have a lot of talent as well. So we're excited. We think that, you know, it's the game is, is, Kind of the way we want it to we both play fast we like playing fast so so we're excited for it um you know obviously we're going to recognize each player and go over each player and scout them out but right now i think it's just a lot of excitement a lot of focus um leading up to that game yeah we're we're and we'll be there in the in the stadium watch you guys so we're, oh, we're awesome. so going on to our next segment we call it the truth serum you know ask some personality questions maybe uh start some teammate drama <laughs> first question is if you can have any superpower what would it be um, <laughs> I would want uh super speed. I want to be able to be really fast. <laughs> I like it. I like it. If you, you know, carry over to basketball, you can, you'll be running up and down the court. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I want to be able to get tasks done faster. That would be my main goal. <laughs> 10%, even 10, wow. <laughs> super speed and flashing out there. Um, <laughs> Our next one, a little basic with the island question, but the three things on the desert island, uh, what do you take into the island? Oh gosh, that's a toughie. Probably, oh gosh, probably my favorite food. I'd probably bring mac and cheese, <laughs> um, some water, and then honestly, I'd probably bring a basketball. <laughs> Get some shots up while you're, 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 you're <laughs> yep. do that shoot around routine. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So if there if there was a movie about J.C. Sheldon's life, what actress would you want to play yourself? Oh, that's a really good question. Hmm. I would say, I don't know her name, but the lead actress in uh, Divergent. Oh, Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, I would say her. Um, I've been told I look a lot like her, but all her movies, I like her role. So I would say her. <laughs> that's actually a great pick. Like, isn't that like... <laughs> Never, yeah, she does look like. Does look <laughs> um, oh, okay. Um, so next one is uh, if your phone could only be four apps besides like texting and f what was what is it? It's we'll, phone like, call, texting. We'll keep like the you the know, ones the... that come with your phone, but okay, ones okay. that you would download. What are the four apps that? The four apps. Okay, I'm not a huge social media, so this might be a little easy. I would probably say ESPN, <laughs> um, YouTube TV. 
Ooh. Uh, Visco. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but that's my favorite. <laughs> and Be Real. I'm a, I'm, I'm oh, Be Real. I think Be Real. Yep. Yeah. Be Real. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't want Spotify or any music application. Yeah, I'm not. Not not right now. I go through music phases. Right now, I'm I'm off music. <laughs> No, that was good. Most people usually say we the first three are usually like Instagram, Snapchat. Yeah, Twitter, I can't Facebook, stand those. <laughs> and then some type of like some type of uh um you know music or something. But right. <laughs> so diving a little deeper, maybe starting some drama. Who's the biggest diva on the team? Rebecca, no question. <laughs> uh, um what what about the uh, funniest thing that's happened to you or one of the one of your teammates during a game? During a game, um, I would say Ricky, Minnesota, we played at Minnesota, I think it was either last year or my sophomore year, but their court's like elevated and she fell off. She's going for a ball and she w- fell off the court, like into the stands. Oh. It was hilarious. She, I mean, she was playing hard, but it was really funny. <laughs> was she okay, Ellie? She was all good? Though. Yeah, she was fine. <laughs> um, so you're picking... You know, you have practice, you're picking teams recess styles, you know, one after the other. Who's getting picked first? Who's getting picked last? Oh, uh, <laughs> I would, who, who would I pick first? I would probably pick T-Mike first, Taylor Mike's own. Mm. Last? <laughs> oh, that's a toughie. I would pick Heaven last just because I like playing against her. So actually, actually, I, would, I wouldn't even want to pick her, actually. <laughs> but I would make sure if I like playing, we like talking trash to each other. So <laughs> I would want her to be on the other team. Gotcha. So if she was there at the last pick, you would. Relate, I would take her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm throwing in this one ahead before the last one. Um, for the fans of women's basketball for Scarlet and Grace Sports Radio, they'll love this one. Who wins the practice three point shootouts? You or Taylor? Yeah. It's a we shoot every day before practice actually, so we get to compete a little bit. Usually, uh, majority of the time, Taylor. Maybe once a week, I'll I'll get her. She'll have missed a couple shots, but I'm not gonna lie, Taylor. Majority of the time, uh, the the numbers speak for themselves. But I mean, you both, I they have to be legendary. That's what like they have to be great. <laughs> oh, it makes it fun for sure. <laughs> so our last question here: um, Who on the team would you least want to date your brother? <laughs> I would not want anybody on this team today, my brother. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> no, that is uh that is fair. I mean I, would, <laughs> I don't know if I could let it I don't know if I could trust you to date, but I don't have that's a that's hilarious. That's a good question. <laughs> that's all we got, right? Well, yeah, that's it. Well, JC, thank you so much for having us on. Um yeah, thank you guys for joining our show. Sorry for letting us have you on. Um but this was awesome. Uh, really appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, you and some other uh, some other team after some big games, you and a couple of the teammates could come back on. Um, oh, I have to shout out my boy. Uh, without it uh, being said, Chris Johnson, one of the practice yeah. players, he's a friend of the show. He's uh, awesome. I had to make fun of him on the uh, on the show before it. Uh, <laughs> but um, that will do it for us. Thank you again. I'm really good. Thank it. you.